This is Podcast Maps. My name is Graham Brown. This is your guide to podcast success. Now, unless you've been living under a stone for the last couple of years, you probably would notice that in the podcast space, there is a real surge in interest into what I call brand originals podcasts. Now, what are brand originals podcasts? To make this easier for you, I've curated a collection of Brand Originals podcasts on a website called brandoriginalspodcasts.com. That's brandoriginalspodcasts.com. So we can do this together. If you're listening to my voice now, go and check out brandoriginalspodcasts.com. I've curated a collection of the best podcasts I believe are out there in the brand space today. Now, what is this all about? bit of a disclaimer. Some of those are the work of our agency, Pickle & Co. Um, A lot of them are the work of partner agencies um, that we partner with globally. And some of them are not even branded podcasts, but I put them in there because really they show us what's possible in this space. And what I mean by this space is high production audio narratives. So let's do this Off the bat, if you're looking at Brand Originals podcast, it's going to be different what you're looking at and when I actually recorded this. But let me give you an overview of the Brand Originals podcast space. So let's start with the top level data. There are, as of 2021, 500 million people listening to podcasts every week. And that means 500 million people listening to pretty much all of it. If you look at the data from my market report, go to pickle.com slash guides and you've got a a list of guides that you can download free there. So if you go to pickle.com slash guides, you can get the market report, which has the top headline data about podcasting today. So if you're putting together a business case for podcast, whether that's for your agency or whether that's for internally for your podcast, the data in that report is going to be useful for you to help understand just where we are in podcast today, who's listening, what kind of profiles, demographic data do we have on podcasts as of 2021, where the growth areas, and also why you should think about podcasts. Let's have a look at some of the case studies here. Now on this website, I'll be adding more brand originals podcasts as we go along. And I would love it if you discover a podcast series that's not here that you think is worthy of this website. To do that, just ping me at Graham Brown on LinkedIn. Just find me on LinkedIn and ping me. Tell me that you found a great brand originals podcast and it should be featured here. I'd love to put it on the website. So we have BMW, Robinhood. Uh, We have some content here from Wondery, one of the production agencies content here from William Grant and Sons, the whiskey distillery. Uh, so great content here from Noiser, an agency based out of the UK, doing fantastic work. Johnson & Johnson, Julius Baer, the investment bank, that's one of ours. We also have uh, JD, the sports clothing brand. And we have uh, a different one from Johnson & Johnson now but about obesity, which I think is a partnership between JJ and Obesity UK, Alliance, the insurance group, IKEA. Uh, We also have uh, some true crime podcasts in here just to show what audio 
storytelling can sound like. WWF, World Wildlife Fund, Call of the Wild, uh, Barclays, the bank on mortgages, Shopify, or case study success stories. Pretty Little Thing, the clothing brand that you see on Instagram. And it goes on. There are numerous brands here who have invested in the podcast space. So the question is why? Well, the big news just recently is IKEA have decided that their iconic catalog, which is available in all stores globally, will no longer be. What they are doing, and this is an extremely brave move, is they're taking that print so dead tree catalog, and they are digitizing it. And the best way to digitize a catalog is a podcast. So they're taking old school print and transforming it into a digital medium. And if you listen to the IKEA Australia podcast series, it's fun. It's more about how IKEA is as a brand, not too sort of like serious itself. I mean, it's done as in a Swedish accent and you can learn Swedish and at the same time tidy your kids' toys. And some of the catalog content, this is more about the IKEA culture, but some of the catalog content would be done in this format, which is, this is a bedside table. That's my best Swedish accent. Apologies to Swedish viewers out there. I'm sure you've probably heard this kind of stuff before, but it is done with that sort of very dry Swedish humor, which unless you're sort of accustomed to it, it's easy to miss. Very sort of self-effacing humor. But I think it's, it's really beautiful that the brand is humanizing itself in this way. If you were to think about it, firstly, IKEA producing the catalog is extremely costly uh, in print because print is expensive and it has by definition shelf space, meaning that you have to store those IKEA catalogs somewhere. And if you need one catalog for every customer, that's hundreds of millions. And these aren't cheap to produce. IKEA is spending hundreds of millions on this catalog um, over the last decade. And that's a lot of money. And the interesting thing is there's two aspects to it where really podcasts take over. Let's not even talk about cost. That's that's a given that podcasts can be a, a slice of what IKEA would be paying for print. The second part is agile. So if you print the catalog, that's it, boys and girls. There is no more. You can't go back and add something to the catalog halfway in the year. You can't go back and change a price. It's done. So if you have a new product or something you want to talk about, that's it. You have to wait until the next year for the catalog to come out. And that next year's catalog, I don't know when they start producing it, but I bet as soon as they published one, they started on the next one. So if you've got something coming out in October and the catalog's coming out in January, it's tough. So definitely podcasts are a lot more agile as a medium for brands. Now, th this doesn't just apply to IKEA, and we'll come back to 
IKEA very shortly. And we'll talk about the second part of Agile, which is um, second part of the benefit of podcasts for a brand, which is scale. But let's stick with the Agile part for a minute, which is a really key difference between podcasts and other forms of content. So for example, if you were to compare, it's, it's obvious, catalog dead trees versus digital, no, no competition in terms of agility. Yet let's sort of now look at video versus podcasts. And one of the reasons why a brand may consider podcasts as opposed to video is agility. So if you were to produce video, you're now 10xing your budget and time because video production is extremely time exhaustive. It's extremely uh, difficult to get right in the first hit. And also when you produce video, you have this issue that people become very self-conscious. And that then means you get more of a stayed in dehumanized medium. Not everybody is a natural, not everybody is a Gary V. And that makes it hard to get that authenticity that you want in the communications that you can get in podcasts because people are more relaxed. They're not on camera. They haven't got that kind of mindset that they have to be prim and proper and efficient. Whereas podcasts are more conversational. And if even in the brand original podcasts as well, you have a lot more flexibility to produce. So what I advise clients who are considering video is to park video and just do audio. You can use video for the promotional stuff like the audiograms, etc. But audio kicks videos ass when it comes to engagement. Because if you produce a video and an audio for your brand story, what this is what's going to happen for your budget. Firstly, if you're doing video and audio, you know, video budgets are 5x audio budgets. And that therefore means, you know, you have to compromise on video quality. But if you wanted the same quality, what's going to happen is that would reduce your focus and budget on audio. And here's the thing, right? People will forgive crappy video, but they will never forgive crappy audio. You know what I mean? Think about this. You went to a conference and the lighting was bad, but the audio was good. That was fine. It was forgivable. However, you went to a conference and the guy got on stage, great lighting, but the audio sucks. You've been there, right? 30 seconds in, you're like, what the hell? What is this? Somebody fix this. The audio's not working. Like, and then everybody's looking around at everybody and they're looking at the sound man. And then, they, you know, somebody's gesturing at the back. That's the point is that we communicate through audio first and video second. So if you were to communicate your brand story, the base should be audio not video. And I'll put it to you this, the reason why you should double down on audio and conversations for your brand originals, as opposed to video, is you're a brand, you have a heritage, you have good people inside your team who you want to get out 
You want to unlock the human potential in your brand, the stories of your people, your customers, your community. You want to unlock those stories. How are you going to do it? Now, let's assume you take it to YouTube as video. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get your ass kicked by a 13-year-old kid who's going to do a better video and get more listeners than you. And I know that for a fact because my son spends pretty much most of his time consuming all the educational content he needs from YouTube from, wait for it, other teenagers and people who are maybe at the most in their early 20s. He learns everything from YouTube, which is great, but he's not learning it from brands, right? So if you were to take yourself to YouTube, you're going to get your ass handed to you. Who's, you know, there is a kid out there who is doing a million plus views on their video. And no matter how much money you throw at your video, you will never measure up to that kid. And that kid's doing it for 50 bucks in his bedroom. You're doing it for 500K in your ivory tower and you're losing. So don't play that game. But here's the thing, what that kid can't do And what you brands and your people are good at is conversation and experience. You know, that kid doesn't have a story yet, but everybody in your network does. And that's how you can create a brand original podcast, audio narratives, full audio immersion, sound, sound effects, stories, immersive, the full audio experience with humans, real people talking their lives, their journeys. I'm not talking one-on-one interviews. I'm talking audio narratives. Think, for example, like NPR or BBC World Radio or some of the best podcasts. If you go and look at brandoriginalspodcast.com, like Wondery or that fantastic Narcos by Noiser, for example. Listen to those, like fully in the moment, in the space. A 13-year-old kid can't do that because they don't have the experience to tell stories. They don't have that years of journey in their lives or understanding what customers want. But you do. You know your customers. So that's why audio kicks video's ass. And that's why we as brands should consider stories through the audio medium. That is how we communicate. You know, you learned a language uh, before you could read, right? That's human fact. Every kid does. Every kid can speak before they can read, right? Before they can actually recognize words. You remember your kids' first words? Well, they learned them through audio, right? They learned them through audio, not through reading. And that is how we learn. That's how we communicate. That's why we have two ears and one mouth, right? So we have based our relationships as human beings and engagement on audio. And what do I mean by that? Before I talk about scale in podcasts for brands, let's have a look at that word, audio. Audio derives from the ancient Greek, I can't say the ancient Greek word, but the ancient Greek word really means to perceive or 
feel. And what that means is the AU part of audio is the same etymological root as authentic, an audience, an authority. These are the three things that brands want today to be authentic, to be real, to be human, to be trustable in this world where it seems everything is fake. Brands are striving to be more human than ever because really that's the only thing that machines can't do. That authenticity, that vulnerability, that, yeah, they're like me. I get it. What are they talking about? They're views on diversity or their views on climate change change align with mine. That's important. People want CEOs to speak out, be authentic. I don't want efficiency. I want authenticity. And that's why traditional PR is struggling because traditional PR is based on efficiency. It's based on projecting a polished image of a brand. But people follow people, not brands. We want authentic connection. We like it when leaders like Tony Fernandez, CEO of AirAsia, appears vulnerable in front of the media. For all his mistakes, there will be detractors. Yet, at the same time, there are fans. Every one detractor, there are 10 fans. That's how brands build audiences. A-U. Audience. Initially, it's built on the same word as audio, to hear. We listen. You know, when you talk to your partner, your significant other, in my case, my wife, she'll say, you're not listening to me. We've all heard it, you know, when we're a little bit obnoxious. I do it from time to time. You're not listening. We don't say to our significant others, you're not looking at me do we? We say you're not listening. To be heard is to be significant. And that's why when we talk about finding your voice, we're talking about really feeling that you belong. Not what's the equivalent in the visual world. That doesn't mean significance to us. To be seen, hmm, it doesn't have the same weight. That's why when you give a voice to your audience, when you speak for your audience, when you say the things that they can't say, you then become their authority. Authority meaning somebody of importance, meaning a leader in space. In the space meaning your authority in endurance sports, you're an authority in military, you're an authority in venture capital, you're an authority in cooking, you're an authority in management consultancy. Whatever it is, authority is earned as opposed to found in a job title. That's why, for example, we pay attention to those who we believe are authorities, not those who have the best job titles. And that authority is earned through the trust and the authenticity of our communication. So bringing this back, podcasts are a much more agile 
an authentic way of communicating with audiences and building authority within your space. Those words have been connected for thousands of years. It's just that new digital technologies like podcasts are enabling brands to rediscover how to create human connection in the age of the machine. There's no coincidence that the more we push into the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence algorithms, the more we demand real human connection. And there is the rally call, the clarion call for brands, that we have to humanize our people. And to do that, we must communicate with vulnerability. So if you were to look at Brand Originals podcast, by example, you can see a lot of the subjects here are subjects which don't necessarily get featured by mainstream media. These are subjects which are trending. These are subjects which are maybe controversial. These are subjects that give the audience a voice, whether it's sustainability or it's challenging business models, or it's talking about subjects which people may be excited by, but you know maybe they can't really get the information they want, like, for example, El Chapo. Or, you know, change, like the decentralization of luxury. I'm looking at the William Grant and Sons podcast. You know, these are subjects which live on the edge, whether it's about care and access or mental wellness. All these subjects, stigmas, for example, Johnson & Johnson, Obesity UK, or giving a voice to um, up-and-coming rappers like JD is doing in their podcast. That's the purpose of a podcast, to give a voice to the people and the conversations that matter, not the ones that are the most mainstream and appeal, make you everything to everybody. Because if you, as a brand, are everything to everybody, you're nothing to no one. And you've got to be something to somebody. And to do that, you have to connect with them in a very authentic way. And maybe you have to take a stand. Maybe you have to plant a flag to allow people to rally round. And maybe you have to take a position that may in some ways be controversial. But that's what people will ask, is what is your position on this? And we don't want politicians to give us an answer who will say everything apart from what you want to hear. We want rock stars. We want people who surf crowds, who are vulnerable. Rock stars talk about love, right? Politicians talk about being like the very model of politics is to get elected with 51% of the vote. Politicians survive by being everything to everybody. But brands can't be that anymore because if you're 51% and liked by everyone you might as well be invisible. Because I tell you this, there's a brand out there that's eating away at your market share on the peripheries. It's a new Red Bull, or it's a new Razor, or it's a new esports brand, or it's a new Nike startup that nobody's heard of yet, but it happens to be loved 
by a small beachhead, a hardcore of listeners. And that in time will grow. Beachheads become positions and they grow and then they take over. Why? Because that's the rock star model that brands need today. And that's why we need to communicate to the people that matter most. Let them communicate to the other 90% of the market and convert them. Focus on your fans and the rest will fall into place. And this comes to the last part of Podcast Maps, which is scale. Podcasts are conversations at scale. Now, for most people, advertising and marketing campaigns are a thing of the past. Like maybe you saw one in the last few weeks, right? At a bus stop, on your phone, on a website. But ask me again in a year whether I remember that. Unless you're an ad agency exec who pines for the days of diamonds are forever or maybe one of those iconic big idea brands from Leo Burnett, like a Tony the Tiger for Frosties, Kellogg's, something like that. Unless you're one of them, most people don't remember marketing campaigns these days. Those era of the madmen ads are gone. So we have to create content that scales and is sustainable. We live in a world where everything is one-time use, one-time plastic, one-time throwaway culture. And we do the same with marketing. Yet what we can do with podcasts is create sustainable conversations. And here's the beauty. Let's say you record a 12-part series. The beauty of that, it's there forever. That series, that content will be online 10 years from now, maybe 20 years from now, who knows, 100 years from now. But I tell you this, a video ad, a video campaign, once it's done, it's done. Lost into the void. One-time marketing. What we need to create, sustainable conversations at scale. If I listen to your last episode, I'm going to listen to all 12 episodes in the series. Because guess what? I listen to one, it tees me up the next one. Fantastic. Think about that. That is the attention worth fighting for. And once you have the attention of your audience, use it. Use it to convert them, indoctrinate them, bring them on board with your mission, what you stand for because you have their trust. Convert attention into authentic relationships and authentic relationships into authority. Because once you have authority, then you have permission to take that audience wherever you want them to go. So these conversations on Brand Originals podcasts now are the beginning. Changing lanes by BMW, for example. What do they want to do? Do they want to sell cars? Of course they do. But the challenge for BMW is not car sales. What they're focused on is a bigger goal. They want to talk about change, environment, 
lifestyle, the next generation of customers, authenticity, as they say, innovation. These all matter. These all will impact sales long-term. So now what they're doing is they're investing in their brand authority long-term. And if you have a look at the BMW podcast, they're 49 episodes in. You know, 49 episodes are going to last a lifetime, right? So if I was to search for sustainability, I can go back to the episode July 21st, 2020, sustainability, hype or real deal. I can Google that and find it, sustainability BMW. It will come up. So think about that in terms of content marketing. That's huge ROI. So on that note, Brand Originals podcast, go and check it out. Go and check out some of the examples on that. I want you to go and have a listen and tell me what you enjoy, what you think are good examples. Because not all of these work, right? Not all of these work for you and your space. But go and check it out, brandoriginalspodcast.com. Find a podcast that you enjoy and then ping me, Graham Brown, on LinkedIn. We'd love to have some feedback on your thoughts on Brand Originals podcasts. Thank you.